Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Zoe, and we're here on The Last Word. I got a treat for y'all today. I got my boy, Max, in the building. Max, say what's up to the people. What's good, everyone? All right, so today we're going to be doing the GOAT debate. We're going to be settling once and for all who is the greatest player in NBA history. We have no idea what each other are bringing here, so we're just going to jump off with it. Go ahead, Max. Take it away. All right, so the reason Gilbert Arenas is the greatest player of all time. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm joking. So Michael Jordan. Um, we'll start off easily. He played 15 seasons. LeBron went 17 seasons. In Michael's 15 years, 30.1 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, 5.3 assists, 2.3 steals, 0.8 blocks, shot 49% from the field, 32 from three, and 83 and a half from the line. Uh, LeBron, pretty similar, 27 points per game, 7.4 rebounds, 7.4 assists, 1.6 steals, tied exactly at 0.8 blocks. A little better from the field, 50.4%, 34.43% from three, which is pretty surprising. But uh, Michael's numbers dipped when he was played for the Wizards, no surprise there. And then 73.4% from the field. Um, their accolades are both pretty similar. Uh, Mike was better on the scoring end, 10-time scoring champ, 9-time All-Defense, 5 MP- MVPs, 6 Finals MVPs, 11-time All-NBA, 1-time Defensive Player of the Year, 3-time Steals Leader and Rookie of the Year. And then you got LeBron, 1 scoring title, 6 All-Defensive teams, 4 MVPs, 4 Finals MVPs, 16-time All-NBA, 1-time uh, Assist Leader and Rookie of the Year. So what do you think about like, the numbers right now? Because while they're similar, Le- Mike's was – leaning more towards him from his all-around play, from his all def- more all-defensive teams, more scoring titles, uh, his defensive player of the year, his three-time steals leaders. And um, LeBron was just, I guess, I'll give him the edge more of assists from his assist title. But, like, overall, like, the numbers and accolades are leaning towards Mike. Okay, okay. Well, this is why I think LeBron is clear-cut the best player of all time. You mentioned Michael Jordan played 15 years. Uh, LeBron has played 17 years so far and is still going strong. In those 17 years, he has 14 playoff appearances. He's never lost in the first round, something Michael has done at least three times. Uh, You have to look at the overall dominance LeBron has brought in our, like, generation. Going to the finals eight straight times is something we haven't seen since – Bill Russell's 60s Celtics, and there were only eight teams back then. LeBron's dominating in an era where we have the most skilled players we've ever had. Speaking of those most skilled players, some of the Hall of Fame caliber players that LeBron has beaten on his way to winning a championship, you got Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Tim Duncan, Parker and Ginobili, Westbrook, Harden, PG, a prime Derrick Rose. These are way higher caliber of players than some of the players Michael Jordan beat, like Gary Payton, Carl Malone, John Stockton. These guys are good. And some people may raise the point of he went against Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, but he actually never ended up beating Larry Bird in the playoffs. And he didn't beat Magic Johnson until he was old and didn't have Kareem anymore. So when those other formidable forces, including the bad boy Pistons, were in the league, Jordan was kind of getting bounced in the playoffs every year. LeBron doesn't do too much losing. In fact, in the playoffs, let's look at his ranks. He's first in points, 
first in field goals made, first in free throws made, second in three-pointers made, only behind Steph Curry, the greatest shooter of all time, second in assists, first in overall steals, first in minutes played, first in games played, and has 10 finals appearances, which is fourth, only behind members of those 60 Celtics teams. He's averaging 28.9 points per game, 8.9 rebounds, seven assists, and shooting 49% from the field for career in the in the playoffs just when you look over over the overall numbers and dominance of LeBron I feel like it's really not that close Jordan has the edge in scoring for sure but LeBron is even past him in total points played or total points over a career and you could say that's just because he's played more games or more years but that's part of it he's a machine he never gets hurt he never gets tired and that's part of what makes you great all right, well, first off, I'm going to go back to your Boston Celtics point. Yeah, he never beat Larry in the playoffs, but Larry also had three other Hall of Famers on his team. And when Mike lost him two years in a row, it was him. And the second best player was um, Charles Oakley. When you're playing, facing off against Larry Legend, John Walton, Robert Parrish, and um, Kevin McHale, it, he didn't have a lot of help there. And that reminds me of LeBron. And you said, like, He's never lost the first round matchup, which is true. But then I want to bring up his four and six record in the finals. And yes, I understand some of those teams he lost to were stacked, like the four Warriors teams, or how many times he lost to the Warriors. And but if you're gonna say Mike wasn't able to beat those Celtics teams, he couldn't beat the uh, the Spurs, who, while another solid team, were not on the level of the. Uh, the Warriors. I won't hold them against for losing the Warriors. I don't think anyone is going to beat that KD 2017 team. They're just the greatest team of all time. Um, and his other stuff, yeah, he was a better scorer. He's also a better round player. He's a better defensive player. It's seen by his defensive player of the year, his all defensive teams, his all steel teams. And that puts a factor on like the game when you're able to affect both ends of the court the way he is. I know LeBron has done it also. I'm not saying he's a bad defender. We all saw it in the finals in 16 when he made that block and his other chase down blocks over the years. But overall, Mike, is a, he's affected the game uh, more from both, uh, both ends of the court. Plus, I get LeBron's been in the league for 17 years. Mike stopped um, a few times. One of the times you could say it was because of his dad or you could believe the conspiracy theorist that he was on a suspension. But regardless, he missed two seasons because of that. And that was two years he could have gone to the finals. He So instead of um, instead of going through uh, six times, like through two three-piece, he could have gone eight years in a row. And if he stays who knows what would have happened if they won eight straight titles maybe they keep it going together maybe they don't break up that team after 98 maybe goes again in 99 and 2000 ties lebron's 10 appearances we won't know because the gm made a bad decision of blowing up the team in 98 and forcing lebron's hand or sorry mike's hand again to retire and then i get he didn't win anything with the wizards but let's not forget when he was 38 and 39 he was still averaging over 20 points a game on a abysmal Wizards team. Like, uh, we don't even have to talk about how bad those teams were. But the fact that he's scoring the way he was then just shows, like, he was also a machine. And that was after taking another two, three years off. LeBron has been doing this, but he hasn't stopped. Mike stopped, came back, won three more titles. True, true. Okay, I'll give you that. What I'll say to argue your point about um him not having 
essentially enough help to beat those Celtics teams. I'll say that LeBron did beat the Warriors before they got KD. That was a 73-win team, the highest win team of all time. He did come back from 3-1 and beat that team. He also did beat the Spurs in the finals in 2013. And that team had essentially four future Hall of Famers with Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Ginobili, and Kawhi isn't what he is now, but he was still an elite defender. And we can say that Kawhi is going to be a Hall of Fame caliber player. He also beat that team with a kind of slowed down version of Dwayne Wade, honestly. And while it's possible Jordan would have won eight straight championships if he would have stayed the two years, for whatever reason he might have had for leaving, you can't just assume that he would have won. Even though they won three straight uh, on both sides of those years, you can't. You still have to play the games. You can't just assume that Jordan would have dominated the same. Hakeem Olajuwon and those Rockets teams won back-to-back for a reason. They were tough competition, and it's fair to say that they might have lost. LeBron, on the other hand, again with his durability, would never need that type of time off. LeBron can just go like he can produce as strong as he has for this many years without any real major injury besides the growing last year. And his numbers in the finals this year were actually better than they were in that 2016 Golden State comeback. And LeBron's now 35 years of age. Playing at that level is just... It's unprecedented. There's there's been no one who's played this consistently great for this many years in a row, including Michael Jordan. Like I said, he has more playoff appearances than uh, Jordan his entire prime career. I know a lot of people like to dismiss those years in Washington. So for sake of argument, let's take them out. And Jordan has about 13 career years in Chicago. LeBron's made the playoffs more years than that entire stretch for Jordan. Like, we're talking about utter dominance. Alright, a few things. One, so, yeah, he did beat the Spurs in 2013, but let's not forget LeBron, D-Wade, future Hall of Famer. Ray Allen, Hall of Famer. Chris Bosh, you can make the argument that he's a Hall of Famer. So you could argue that there was four Hall of Famers on that team facing off against four if you want to count Kawhi. So, like, that's pretty even, like, up and down, like, the team. Like, they split for a reason in uh, 13 and 14. When he lost to them in 07, I mean, it was similar to LeBron, uh, Mike on the Celtics teams. Neither of them had help, and it was them all by themselves. Like, I don't count Larry Hughes' help. Like, he just wasn't. And then for when he lost, when he came back against the Warriors, I mean, you don't know this, but I, I'm convinced if Draymond never gets that suspension, they close that series out in five. That suspension changed the series because the dude couldn't stop kicking people in the dick. Like, he's an idiot. But when he – that happened, that changed the whole momentum. Like, Draymond was locked down that entire series, and then he's out for two games. Next thing you know, Kyrie's getting his momentum back. Kevin Love's getting his momentum back. My man Matthew Delvadova is balling deli time. Timothy Mozgov's um, having a lot easier time on the boards because he can – he was doing a lot better against Tristan Thompson without Draymond also in the, the paint for the competing for the rebounds and it changed the whole momentum of the series. Like, I mean, then again, Draymond could have played, they could have still come back three, one, like you don't know, because as you said, you still have to play the games, but also, so in his 13 years in the East, the East was a lot more competitive than in the eighties and nineties than when LeBron was playing. And I know someone still had to make it, but you got to look at it. Like LeBron's playing in the East and some of his 
at the time most of the uh most of the competition was in the west like the kobe's and the the uh the whole spurs teams and the warriors teams like he had i won't call it a cakewalk but it was a lot easier for him to have all those playoff games and appearances because the competition is a lot lower but when jordan was playing he had the knicks to compete with um led by patrick ewing he had uh the Hawks, they were really good for a while. The Wizards here and there. The Bucks had Sidney Moncrief for the Hall of Famer for a bit. He had uh, there's a few other teams. The Bad Boy Pistons. Like the East was always like hard to get, like to just advance. And he was able to take out these teams. And I understand they might not be the same caliber as the players in the West, like nowadays. We still going against the best players at the time where LeBron wasn't having as much of a challenge to advance year over year, like. He was playing teams like the Gilbert Arenas Wizards who kept being hurt. And he was playing off against like the Derrick Rose Bulls and teams like that. Like the competition is a lot different. Okay. I- I'll give you that LeBron's path in the East may have been a bit easier than Jordan's path when he was in the East. East. But I actually want to address one of the points you made. You're comparing the 07 Cavs team where LeBron had little to no help versus Jordan's uh, Chicago team when he was losing to the um, to the Celtics. See, the thing about that is there it's comparable, but you got to understand that LeBron lost in the finals versus Michael Jordan losing in the first round. LeBron, LeBron's Cavs team had the best record in the East that year. Michael Jordan's team was an eight seed that actually was under 500 coming into the playoffs. Nowadays, a team can't be under 500 and even make the playoffs. And that just goes to the overall skill gap of the league that LeBron has to deal with versus Michael Jordan. And again, you, you brought up that LeBron had like a bunch of Hall of Famers on the Heat, on the heat when he was going like Ray Allen, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. That's true. But we can't ignore that Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen, who's a Hall of Famer, Dennis Rodman, who's a Hall of Famer. Keep in mind, Dennis Rodman was leading the league in rebounds three those three straight years when he came over to Chicago for their second three-peat. He was leading the league in rebounds. Scottie Pippen was debatably the best wing defender in the league. If it wasn't him, it was Michael Jordan, which is insane. And Tony Kukoc is one of the best like European players in the league at that time. And they're going against the Knicks, like you said, which he only has Patrick Ewing. The only Hall of Famer on that team, John Starks, is probably the second best player, and he's an undrafted player. Then you go, you got teams like the Pacers with just Reggie Miller. Mark Jackson was a bit past his prime at this point. Like the argument you're giving against LeBron that he had these other Hall of Famers on his team, that was Jordan, except he wasn't playing four Hall of Famers in the Spurs. He was playing one Hall of Famer in Patrick Ewing and Reggie Miller or Gary Payton, like, he was outnumbering them in All-Stars. And that that helped, for sure, his dominance over that time. And when he was on the opposite end, like LeBron was, he was unable to push through the finals. Keep in mind, in that 07 finals run, LeBron beat the Detroit Pistons. The team had just won the championship before, defeating Kobe Bryant and Shaq's Lakers after a three-peat of their own. He beat that team by himself at age 22, a feat that I don't think is even imaginable for any player now. I agree with you. I will ask a question before I go on. You said, so you said how LeBron made the finals with a losing record. Are you saying that another team will never make the finals again with a losing record or they just won't make the playoffs at all now with a losing record? 
No, Michael Jordan made the playoffs. No, no, not Jordan. The... LeBron's 017. Because uh, I was just curious because two teams made the playoffs this year in the East with losing records. So I wasn't sent, sure if you're saying like teams don't make the playoffs at all with losing records anymore. If you're saying they don't reach the finals. Okay, fair enough. I did. I did say that teams couldn't make the playoffs with an under 500 record. So fair enough. But a team's definitely not going to advance any farther past that. Jordan could make the playoffs and lose in the first round two, three times with an under 500 record, which is just something you can't really expect from today's NBA. I agree with you. There's just more superstars. No, I I agree. But what I was saying was I wasn't trying to say – wasn't trying to hide the fact that when Michael was finally winning, he had his co-stars because, I mean, I will admit, he never won a playoff series until Scottie Pippen was finally – adapted to the league like he never won on his own i understand that but what i was trying to make a point was yeah he was beating a hall of famer two hall of famers with his star-studded team but lebron's wasn't even beating some of the teams he was beating just to like rack up the playoff series wins didn't even have like any hall of famers they just didn't like deserve to be there type stuff like when they were playing like the Milwaukee or who was it I think they played you like the Milwaukee a few years ago for like a losing record uh his first year back in Cleveland like teams like that like that shouldn't make the playoffs they're just there because the East is so bad of course he's going to rack up more playoff series wins and playoff appearances if you have competition like that and that's where that was just my only point that the East was more competitive as a whole while, yeah, the Bulls were so much better than everyone, you still had the, even like the seventh, eighth seed might have like a Hall of Famer here or there, just because like that's how the parody in the league was compared to now, where all the parodies in the West with maybe five like Hall of Famers in the East. Fair enough. But then we can also, if you want to take it to that, LeBron James just won a championship in the West and was finals MVP, giving him four, which is second only to Jordan. No, I- he has three. He has four championships on three different teams. The only player to do that. Second, He's up second, his Danny, franchise. Danny Green also did that. His teammate. <laughs> okay, but LeBron is clearly no. the driving force of the Lakers, and he got the Cavaliers of a, a, a franchise that's never seen any real success. He got them their first ever championship, and he revitalized the Lakers team that hasn't been to the finals since Kobe Bryant's days. So like. To put franchises like that on your back and to put legacies like that on your back, to take on that pressure and still play to the level that he did, again, averaging 20, 29 points per game, nine rebounds, seven assists on 49% shooting from from the field in the finals is just – that's just insane. Like, he, he shoots better from three points than Michael. He more assists, more rebounds. And really only – Michael really only has a slight edge in scoring if we're looking at it for a points-per-game average. And, again, if we're looking at it in totality points, LeBron has more points because he has more longevity to him. Bush went back to the fact that Mike was a – well, that was back to my point earlier. Like, yeah, Mike stopped twice, but back when he came, it wasn't even like he left. Like, he came back after two years, and then, like, he lost in, like, the second round. Then the next year, he went on and won three straight championships. And for, like, Mike, and, like, in those finals, what the hell do I want to put this? Um, damn, give me a second. I literally lost what I was about to say. So, like, in those finals, like, he's taking over. Like, he had, like, the flu game and stuff like that. It's not like he just wasn't making a point. Or, like, he would come in, drop the flu game, stuff like that. And he's being, like, too hot, like, he beat the Utah Jazz twice in a row, 
were who had two of the arguably the two greatest players to never win a ring. Would you say that they're they're in that competition? Yeah, that, like, conversation. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So like Carl Malone and John Stockton. Mm-hmm. So he's being like arguably the best because that was also the team I believe like the reason he didn't play the Rockets is because the Utah Jazz took them out, who took out the back to back the team with like um Hakeem. So like it's not like they were a bad team themselves. And he took them out twice in six games. My uh Mike never reached the game seven in the finals. He was just able to close games out early and all and like often. Like and he never lost the finals. Like six and oh, two separate three peats, took his time off, came back. That's just something on his own. Like LeBron, like yeah, he has his four titles, but like most of those at least what three of those four went seven? Okay. So like but LeBron. is it fair to say that maybe Jordan never went to a game seven because he's always favored in the finals? I mean, beating the Carl Malone and John Stockton is a feat, but keep in mind, he still had two other Hall of Famers and Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman on his team when he did that. Other teams he beat, he beat Gary Payton and Sean Kemp with two other All Stars. And Gary Payton's not really a scorer, and Sean Kemp is, I, I'm not even sure if he is a Hall of Famer. Then you got Charles Barkley. He's basically by himself. Kevin Johnson's okay, but he, he he's not an elite player. He he was really like just out teaming a lot of these guys like in the finals. Like Charles Barkley won MVP that year in 94 and he just runs up against three future Hall of Famers and he just doesn't have enough help to beat them. LeBron on the other hand doesn't lose in the finals outside of the 2011 finals which I get he did have a breakdown that Michael Jordan has never really had. But outside of that LeBron doesn't lose in the finals unless he's going up against at least four all-star caliber but What about 2014? He had just beat the Spurs. He ran it back with the same team, and they lost in six. Like I get the Spurs were stacked, and they're three Hall of Famers, but he had four if you include, as I said, um, Bosch and Ray Allen. Like He had the talent. They had already won the year before, and then they lost in six. Uh, I'd say Ray Allen was – a bit past his prime. I mean, he's still a Hall of Famer in totality, but he was a bit past his prime coming off from the Celtics teams. And you got to look at Dwayne Wade averaged about 15 points per game in that series. He had really started to slow down from like this dynasty, which is what I point to when Le- is why LeBron left is because he saw their championship window closing. Chris Bosh did actually have a pretty good finals, but at the end of the day, LeBron can only do but so much as one person. Like, when your second star and Dwayne Wade is averaging less than 20 in a finals matchup, you can't expect to beat a team that has four future Hall of Famers on it. And like I said, if there's not four Hall of Famers on that team, LeBron's winning the finals. It doesn't matter who's on his team. If there's not at least four on the other team, he's going to win. Like, the Warriors literally had to go and get Kevin Durant to beat LeBron, and they were coming off of a 73-win season. No, I agree with that. I mean, I'm not going to hold the – a lot of people do, but I'm not going to hold the Warriors against him because I don't even know if the the 72-win Bulls would be able to beat that team. Like, they're, in my opinion, the greatest team of all time. Like, it happens. They were able to pull off something no one expected, and then they capitalized. But I don't know. Also, I mean – yeah, I your point earlier. You have to like, you still have to play the games. He had somewhat of a cakewalk this year for his fourth title, which isn't his fault because 
It's not his fault the Clippers choked and lost. It's not his fault the Bucks choked or the Toronto and Boston choked. I mean, he still had to play the games, but I would say this is one of his easiest paths to the finals. Like this year. Okay. Uh, to rebut that point, I would argue that this is actually the hardest championship that anyone has ever won. And after I after I give this, I'm a, I'm gonna give it to you for your closing remarks. But for me personally, I know a lot of people put an asterisk by this because there was no home court, they're in the bubble, this and that. But to me, I feel like this is the hardest championship anyone's had to win because you had to deal with so much adversity. Like you're away from your family, from your loved ones. We heard a bunch of players, including like Paul George, come out and talk about the stress and like the mental fatigue of being in the bubble. Like you had players like Daniel House on the Rockets who were bringing girls in the bubble because they just couldn't handle being so isolated. And for LeBron to like dig deep into this mentality, keep in mind, this is a guy who's been married for 20 plus years. He has three kids. This is a family man. So he's hurting just as much as anyone being away from his family. He he lives in Los Angeles. He's literally coastal away from his family. But to dig deep, and with there being no home court advantage, the Lakers worked all year to have the number one overall seed in the West, and that meant nothing in the playoffs. They had to play every game in the same type of arena with everyone else. There was no advantage to be gained from the regular season they had. So for for them to dig deep and prove that they were the best team in and out of each and every series, to me, is a lot harder than just going and winning on your home court. And if you can lose every game away, but as long as you're the higher seed and you win on your home court, you take home the W. I can argue that the Bucks would have beaten the Miami Heat if they just played regular games and every game was at home or away. They could have just won every game at home. But you have to actually go out and be the best team each and every night, and the Lakers proved that pretty dominantly I'd say they, they they didn't face off against the Clippers but they did beat the team that beat the Clippers they beat the Houston Rockets team with James Harden who can drop 40 at any time you have former MVP and Russell Westbrook I, I just feel like there was just no stone left unturned for LeBron in that run he dominated like Damian Lillard and the craze behind him was insane at this time he was playing incredible in the bubble and he just shut all that down. So I would say that this is one of the more impressive titles that any team so has I'll won. say with the factors, I agree with you. I just meant a talent-wise. Like, yeah, he played – he beat the eight-seed um, eight Damian Lillard team that who was having an absurd run. Um, but, like, they were just clearly overmatched. Like, they didn't – their center was hurt. Or not – well, coming off an injury. And, like, let's – he has – arguably his greatest co-star of all time who's in his prime and Anthony Davis. So Anthony Davis made it a lot easier for him this time around. I'm not pulling that against him because yeah, when Mike had arguably the greatest co-star of all time and Scottie Pippen, like help him win six championships. So it's like pretty similar in that regard. But I just think that the talent dif- uh, differential between the teams he played were just so drastic that like it was one of his talent wise one of the easier titles but when you take in the um everything that you said with the covid and the bubble not seeing it be able to see your family and no home court and the fact that like you could hear everything and that it's just i get the mental stress and fatigue and i'll agree with you on that i just meant as a talent wise i just think it was easier for him okay 
Uh, I could see that. I just feel like his talent has to match the talent of the league. Like, like I like I go back to with Jordan, his teams were just way better than all the teams he faced. Like, he was so dominant over his era, but, like, his teams were better than all the teams he was right, beating. Let me ask you a question. So, I get they drafted Pippen and signed Rodman, but Jordan never left, never went out to build his own super team. And I guess you could say he made one by signing, like, Robin, but let's not forget, Robin got cut by those uh, Pistons because of his off-the-field issues, and his issues were glaringly bad during the Bulls' time, if as seen in the last dance. Like he's going off to Vegas, and he's hanging out with Carmen Electra, and he's like not showing up for like weeks at a time. Like he, there's a lot of issues with sure. that guy, and the fact that so a lot of teams weren't didn't want to bring him in. So you could say that he made a win-now move by like grabbing the greatest rebounder at the time, but. There's a reason he was a free agent. LeBron left Cleveland sure. because he realized he couldn't get it done. He went, to, teamed up with Wade and Bosch, brought in Ray Allen, won two rings. Like, and then he left again. As you said, he saw his team was getting bad, so he left, went back to Cleveland, teamed up with K-Love and Kyrie, won another ring. Then he saw his time there was done and teamed up with Anthony Davis. He keeps leaving and teaming up. Like I don't hold it against him. Look at That's just how the NBA is played now, but Mike never did that. He never left. I mean, he left to go to D.C. That was completely different. And it's not like he went for a better team. But he stayed here and won his six titles, never went ring chasing. True. I could say – you could say that. But LeBron, like, in doing that, initiated a whole different era and, like, player – like, players using their leverage against the league. Like – we always see it as perfectly okay when GMs customize teams and put players on superstar teams. Like, for example, the super team that LeBron had to go up against, I would say before he even created his in Miami, was that Celtics team. You bring Ray Allen over, you bring KG over, and then you got Paul Pierce and Rondo, and that was kind of the blockade for LeBron for a little while. And to me, that's a super team. You got yeah, four agree. all-stars on that the is, same That team. was the first team. And, but – it seems okay because the GMs created that, but LeBron elevated it and made it so players could decide to do that thing for their own. And since then, you've seen players like KD go from team to team. Kyrie is starting to do it to an extent. You see uh, Westbrook, you see PG. Other te- other players are seeing that you can go to different teams and build a winning situation if your GMs aren't getting it done. And I just feel like, Though he didn't stay on one team and consistently get rings, he proved that he could go to different systems and build a winning culture there, even if there wasn't one originally, like with the Cavs. Or he could continue a winning culture, like with the Heat or with the Lakers. And that type of like diversity, I feel like, is almost just as impressive, if not more, than just sticking to one team. On your earlier point on how LeBron led the Cleveland to the first ring after never being known as a team, Mike did the same thing. Like I brought it up when uh, Michael joined the Bulls the year before they went 27 and 55. And then the next year with him in the fold, they went 38 and 44. LeBron took a 17 win team to a 35 win team. So very similar in that aspect. But before Mike joined the Chicago Bulls were also known for being losers. Never have won a title before. Won six with them. They haven't made it back to the finals since. Like, 
he made them a winning culture, a winning t- uh, team, place where people wanted to go, held people to like the highest standard, like didn't like losing, punches his teammates in the face, like if they weren't practicing hard enough, like vulgar stuff that he would say just to like get an edge, but like he did it to win. And he brought a winning culture. And, and the Bulls are now like one of the most winning franchises of all times because of this guy. And I get LeBron did something similar to Cleveland and he ran to another roadblock, but he ran into multiple roadblocks and just kept bouncing around to rebuild the winning culture, as you said, which is impressive. But Mike never had to do it because once he found a roadblock, he overcame it. I would, I would say to an extent that's true with him overcoming a roadblock you you got to look at like the teams like the Celtics again the Larry Bird teams he never beat them so he never really overcame that roadblock or with the bad boy Pistons I mean eventually he beat them but really they just they started to get old and and he was still rising towards his prime and eventually age kind of beat the Pistons as much as uh, Jordan did and as far as establishing a winning culture, yeah, Jordan did like stay with the Bulls and make them a relevant franchise. But without LeBron, the Cavs are in the lottery every year. I mean, that's how they got Kyrie Irving in the first place and stars they have today, like Colin Sexton. Like without LeBron in Cleveland, they're one of the worst teams in the league record wise every year. When he left, they were in the lottery every year. And when he came back, they went back to the finals and won a championship. Like he was single-handedly the reason for their success. I, I, I get it, but I mean, for and with Jordan, and with Jordan, when he left to go play baseball, the Bulls went to the went they, the Bulls went to the conference finals that following year. So they were still like an established. They they obviously weren't the threat in the East the way they were with Jordan, but. They were still a respectable franchise. When LeBron left to go to Miami, the Cavs literally had the worst record in the I NBA. agree, but not, let's not forget when he came back to Cleveland, he also brought in Kevin Love, who the best at his position at the time. But, I mean, yeah. that's also my closing argument. All right. Well, we'll let the people decide. Uh, thank you all for listening. Get at me on Instagram at Call Me Big Zoe. Let me know who y'all thought won. Let me know who y'all think is the greatest. Uh, Max, you got anything to say, man? Nah, man, that was it. Thanks for letting me come on. Yeah, man, anytime. Uh, once again, this is the last word. I'm your boy Zoe, Max here, and we're out.